Welcome back. Can you believe we are halfway through May? I feel like it was just April and everyone was sharing that Justin Timberlake Timberlake meme of it's gonna be May. You know what I'm talking about? You do. You're just like me. You laugh every time. Every year it's funny. But on a more serious note, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and I wanted to dive into that a bit. Disclaimer, I am not a professional, nor am I trying to portray that I'm a professional or know what I'm talking about or know everything to do with mental health. I can just share my experiences, my understanding, my take, how I have dealt with it in my life. That being said, I would love for you to shoot me a message, tell me more from your point of view, how you've experienced it, how you've dealt with it, and teach me Maybe I can learn from you as well as if you just need someone to talk to or listen, I would love to be there for you. That being said, I've never been diagnosed with mental health. Do I think I have a mental health disorder? Yes. How do I know? I mean, I've done lots of research throughout the years of my life, and I believe when you know, you know. Should I probably go to get diagnosed and seek help? Yes, as well as don't take my, how I've decided to live my life. Like, I feel like you should go seek help. However, I just haven't decided to go down that path. I have family members who have been diagnosed, prescribed medication, and I've seen the pros and cons from that side. And so as of right now, I have decided to just do it on my own maybe more natural approach, which is what I want to share with you, how I've done it without seeking help, which I don't advise. Feel free to go to a doctor. I'm just going to share my side of it. Um, I also can't speak from the mental health of someone who has decided to harm a school or an event via bomb or gun. Like I can't speak through that side of mental health because I've never had those thoughts go through my mind as well as someone who's been influenced under drugs or alcohol. I've never dealt with my mental health mixing the two so I can't speak for any of that and I've never really talked about my mental health so that's where something too is like a lot of people may not understand this from me because they might I hide it I believe I believe I hide it pretty well Maybe if you know me, you're going to say, I can understand it now. But from my side, I feel like I've kind of hid it to myself and maybe my closest friends. But I want to bring it more out in the open because I think it's becoming more popular or just more common or public. I'm not sure. And I don't want to talk about those dark times because I'm not trying to focus on those. Um, We could maybe on a different episode or if it does come up, as an example, but I want to focus more on how to handle the dark times, how to see the positive, how to live more happy, more simple, how to relieve the anxiety, how to relieve the depression, how to, one way is living minimalist. I know that's a huge thing going around is living that minimalistic lifestyle, which I try to every day. I'm not a huge minimalist, like you, you Pinterest, which is going to come up in my podcast in a minute but you look up Pinterest and you see these very simplistic homes and that brings down your anxiety worth of cleaning or just having a bunch of junk and having that simple lifestyle and that is one thing I love to strive for 
Do I still have junk everywhere? Yes, I love to craft. And I think if you're a crafter, you need to be a hoarder, which I hate because I want half of me wants to be a hoarder. Half of me wants to be minimalistic. And that is just a problem within another episode. But that is one way you could bring down your anxiety. Simple things like that. But with the Pinterest is what I wanted to bring up because even to start this podcast, I went to my favorite Google search engine, which is not Google, it's Pinterest. (laughs) And I type everything into Pinterest. And one thing I did, I went in there and I typed in mental health awareness. I got tons of articles, tons of blog posts, tons of facts and quotes, as well as how to live a positive life, how to live a happy life. And one thing that kept reoccurring through all of these searches was self-love and I loved that because I do think that is one of the number one things you need to work on to kind of help with your mental health and one thing I want to talk about before I dive into self-love is my favorite thing about Pinterest is being able to set a private board a lot of people I know didn't know you could do this on Pinterest so that's why I want to share it is there's a button you can click and no one else can see your board that you're posting stuff on which I love for things like self-love or anxiety on days where I maybe just need to go and read a few blog posts or need to read those savvy quotes that make me feel better. Some people like to listen to music, things like that. I love that Pinterest does that because I don't want everyone to see maybe my sad, depressing pin that I just did because I don't maybe want them to bring it up. And I just want it for myself. And I love that Pinterest added that because I think Pinterest is fun to see what your friends are pinning about their house. But stuff like this and maybe on a more serious note that you kind of want to keep to yourself and that you can go look back on another the next week or next month or in a year or two when you remember, I remember I pinned this quote that changed my day around. Go back to that quote and go back to that board that you set to private. And I love that about it. But back to self-love, it takes so much work to love yourself. And I don't believe everybody, or I don't believe one person was born with it. I don't believe that everyone is not fighting those battles each day of those harsh criticism or those harsh comments you have in your head about yourself, whether it be about your schoolwork, your smarts, your brain, your beauty, like your weight your marriage, your relationships, whatever it is that you hate about yourself, everyone has it. Like, I think some of us are just better at fighting those hateful things versus some of us who are harder on ourselves. And we need to be nicer to each other because we are all struggling inside. And I think one thing one of this one article, which had a bunch of bullets, and I'm going to share those with you because I thought they related the most or they just made a big impact to me was just researching your mental whatever you have for I guess the whole mental health like research it anxiety depression self-love research what you want to talk about make that board that might help you the next thing was like find the root of why you don't love yourself and that's so hard that takes years it took me years to find the root of why I don't love myself And with that, though, you also need to find those amazing things about yourself because those are going to what's going to 
I feel like lift those spirits, if that makes sense. And almost like a pro and con list, like what you hate, what you love about yourself, I guess. But don't be too harsh on your pro, your cons. I mean, for my con, my biggest con of why I don't love myself would be my weight. I struggle with that every day. I was a size zero in high school and now I'm not a size zero. Let's put it that way. But then I have to look at the positive things, the most amazing things about myself. I'm a great mom most days. <laughs> I'm I'm a supportive wife. I'm I try and find I have a bubbly personality. I'm try to be as happy as I can be. Those kind of things I guess would be my amazing things about myself and I'm hard on myself. I'm being very lighthearted right now, but those are things I work on every day. And you also don't have to be afraid to work on yourself. That was the next one. And I think that applies so much to us moms, us wives, women in general. We don't put ourselves first. We always put our kids first, our husband first, our employ our employers first, our coworkers first, our friendships first. We put everyone before ourselves. And I, I know, I know from a lot of mothers I've talked to that was one of the hardest parts and that is something that did bring them down into maybe that depressed depression state of mind because postpartum depression you have this new baby that you're taking care of and you forget about yourself I suffered from it as well as other women and that is just a harder you need to put yourself first and I'll dive deeper into that in a minute This next one, I loved the way it was worded because I have read so many places, especially when I'm having this how to stay positive or how to live a positive life because I suffer from this a lot. And it is to get rid of your toxic habits and people in your lives, which I hated that when people said get rid of because I can't get rid of maybe a family member who tears me down or I mean, I guess you can just get rid of your family member, but I just don't believe in that. I want don't want to get rid of them because maybe a healthy relationship to someone else is a toxic relationship to me or a toxic relationship to me is very healthy for someone else and they, they thrive for that relationship. Everyone's different. So something that bothers me may not bother someone else and that's fine. I've had to learn that. So this wording on this thing is it did not say get rid of. It said set your boundaries with those toxic or negative habits slash people in their life, which I loved the set your boundaries versus getting rid of because, yeah, you can't always get rid of your coworker if they are negative. You can't always get rid of your family member or your relationship with whoever it is who is that toxic person in your life, but just set your boundaries. Maybe you can't have that conversation with them or whatever the boundary is you need to set. I think that is really important. I loved the way that was worded. And I I just found that this morning and I think that changed my whole day because like I said, I've always heard get rid of and set boundaries just was way more realistic in my mind. And then the last one, which I think is the biggest one, for me at least, is to stop waiting 
for the perfect moment to set that goal or stop waiting to be perfect to set that goal. Um, I'm going to put this in the viewpoint of weight loss because that's how I looked at it was something I learned a few years ago when I was really struggling with weight loss and really struggling with that body consciousness was trying to trying to be body positive and I don't mean the body positive as in I've hashtagged body positive on like Instagram and or just the internet and you see a very large woman very large woman in lingerie or little to no clothing and kudos to them if they're confident and positive in that state of mind or whatever the place they are but that's not the body positive I want to talk about I want to talk about the self-love body positive because that's where I'm at in my point of life when I was in high school and I was that size zero I hated my body I thought I was huge I suffered from it I hated wearing swimsuits I hated wearing shorts I hated wearing tight clothes I wore layers upon layers upon layers and looking back when I look at pictures I'm like why I don't understand what it was I don't know if it's something that women are just well society I guess has put that in all of a a lot of women's minds and I know almost every woman in my life suffers from that. People that I know who I guess looked at like me when I was in high school, skinny, stick skinny, they hate their bodies. And looking at it now as a larger woman, I'm like, why? You're beautiful. And I'm like, I'm sure that's what my friends thought of me in high school. Wow, you're beautiful. Why are you hating on yourself? And so with that waiting to be perfect, I think you need to You need to love yourself now. You can't wait. Because if I would waited to be perfect, waited to be back to my size in high school, I'm still going to hate myself. I need to love myself in the body that I am now before I can love myself in a skinnier body. If you can relate. I can lose 20 pounds and fit my jeans a little better, but am I still going to love myself. I'm going to love the way I look, but am I going to love myself mentally? I'm still going to have those days where I'm depressed because then I'm going to want to be the next size smaller. And so I think I loved that because you can't wait to be perfect. You need to work on it now. You need to set the goal now. And so that is one thing I have learned in my body positive journey of just self-love, to love myself as I am, and Honestly, I remember pre-baby, because that changes the game for everything, but pre-baby, when I decided to love myself and I decided to put aside all those negative comments, that is when I realized, or at least when I felt like I was started to shed those pounds or at least not see them in the pictures I took or in the mirror because I started to love myself and I loved the way I looked. And one little thing that I have learned is sometimes you do have to buy the next size up of clothing to love yourself in that. And I've learned that is a hard one for a lot of women. 
you can't wear the medium anymore. You got to wear the large. And because then that helped me feel more confident, I still felt beautiful in what I was wearing. Um, with mental health, there's anxiety, there's depression. And those I could talk for hours about. I suffer from anxiety every day, more than I probably should. And more as I become a mom, definitely. Um, And I don't know if it's with age that I've been just more aware of it. Because even when I look back, I'm like, wow, I see where that started. I see that I had it back then. Stay with depression. Oh, wow, I did see that I had a glimpse of that back in junior high, back in high school. But as an adult, I feel like I now know how to cope with it as well as handle it. I want to talk about postpartum depression because that is what I've dealt with most recently. And no, I did not tell my doctor about it. Like I said, I've never been diagnosed and that was a choice of mine because I didn't want to get on medication and I had a feeling that was the only option. It probably isn't. I have not researched it enough to know what... I mean, I researched it back when I was experiencing it. But what worked for me was... We never talked about it in my household. Nor have we ever really talked about it. I mean, maybe briefly. Like, yeah, I think I had that. Like, But I think we both were aware of it. And I think that's really big. You got to understand it and not be aware of it. And so I think Cody was somewhat aware of it. and he, But he didn't know what worked for us. <laughs> I don't. What worked for us is Cody gave me my me days. We called them me days because it was days where I never wanted to get out of bed. And I stayed in bed all day long. All day long. And it, it was kind of nice with a newborn because she just, newborns just sleep all day. So fed her, slept, fed her, slept. And that was all I did for days and days and days. And that worked for us. I needed that. Um, but we never spoke of it. That probably isn't healthy. We probably should speak on it more, but he just knew I needed my days to be by myself. And I think that's a big one for a lot of people because I've talked to friends and that was something that really helped them get through it was having a day to themselves. Granted, they probably meant having a day away from the kids, away from that, and that helped them get away from this new crazy life, which... I don't think I understood postpartum depression until I had it. I thought, people are just exaggerating. Like, get over yourself. You have this beautiful new baby. And you don't understand until you have it. Or you're put into those shoes. And it is, it's a hard one. Some mothers feel like they need to take their own life. Or, granted, some mothers even want to take their child's life and I cannot relate to that because I never once wanted to harm Lucy like that was never my thought if I felt like this rage or any negative thought or just overwhelming thought I walked away 
I sat her down and I walked away. And that was healthy for me as well as having these days where I just laid around and I didn't do anything. And I just didn't have the energy. And if you've dealt with depression, you understand that. And like I said, there's no, I don't have the healthy answer for you because that's just how I dealt with it. I also was during these postpartum depression was winter and fall. So there was lack of sunshine and vitamin D, which is huge for mental health. Is that vitamin D like getting outside and experiencing that is huge. So once the sun came out, I took advantage of it and I pushed myself to go on those walks, which also helped with the self-love of my weight. So that helped. But I went outside, I went on those walks and those were huge for me. I felt like as soon as spring hit and um, even the new year with like the new year really hit me, but like um, the weather, cause the weather got nicer, like not so much snow, all that. And that helped me so much when I was able to get outside and just be more social. Um, this one, I don't know if this is just for me, but going on those walks, like I'd walk to my coffee shop and I would talk to the my coworkers and my friends and that socializing made me feel loved. Is that weird? I don't know. I loved that, that, that love, that excitement they were to see me every day. And that helped a lot. Granted, as soon as I got home, of course, I have those thoughts in my head and I had to fight those every day, but that just really helped me. And having Cody understand that I just needed those days really helped. And so three things I took out of it was when I Googled postpartum depression before I started this podcast was understanding it. And as someone with it, for someone who you're trying to support, don't ask them why they have it or don't just don't ask questions. We don't know why. It's just it's just there. We can't explain it. And also, you just have to wait it out. I mean, that's what happened to me. I waited it out. Um, that's obviously not the case for everyone, but for me, it kind of phased out. And I I got over it and I fought for it. And I am happy that I had that experience. I don't take it back. I won't take back. I learned a lot from those experiences, but, um, I learned about a lot about myself and I, I'm going to go back to, I did do the Pinterest board back then. I Pinterest postpartum depression. I learned from other moms, postpartum depression. You can YouTube it. You can hashtag it on social media. I love that about hashtags. I know they're annoying to so many people, but I learned so much. So I went and learned and followed so many women where I got to realize I'm not alone. And recently I've got to talk with other mothers around me and realize that I was definitely not alone. They've experienced it. They've experienced it worse than I have. And they fought for it and they found themselves out of it as well. And everyone handles it differently. Um, One thing I want to talk about is you're a Grey's Anatomy fan and you, this is going to be a spoiler so if you haven't seen the latest episode, I'm sorry. Like fast forward a little bit, but I'm not going to spoil it too much. I'm just going to talk about one little conversation. Oops, sorry, one conversation that Meredith and Joe had. If you're like haven't even caught up with these seasons, you're going to be like, who the heck is Joe? But um, 
Joe's kind of having a dark time right now, and Meredith goes back. So if you're a diehard Grey's Anatomy, you remember when she fell into the water, and Derek searched and searched and found her. So she she talks about that, and she talks about how when she was swimming, she just had to decide whether to fight or stop fighting. And she asked Joe's, do you want to fight or stop fighting? And she says, I decided to stop fighting. And Joe says, what? I'm, this is not, don't quote me on their conversation, but it was pretty much like this, like, what? You stopped fighting? She said, I stopped fighting, but my friends did not stop fighting. They fought for me. They found me. They fought for my life, literally, because they were doctors. But they fought for her life, and they were that support. And so Joe said, I want to fight, but I also want to stop fighting. And it was so hard not to cry in these moments, which is hard with every Grey's Anatomy moment because I've been in these shoes. I understand what Joe's talking about, but I also understand what Meredith's talking about and having those friends who just fight for you. And so if you are a friend and you need to support someone who maybe is dealing with mental health, just be there for them. That obviously is a huge thing that helps so many people as well as listen. Just be there to listen for some, listen to what your friend needs to say, but don't push them because maybe they don't want to talk about it and that's fine. Just push staying there for them. And I encourage you to go find the latest Grey's Anatomy episode just this last week because this is a great way of how to support a friend. She had, Joe had friends, always had someone there for her because they knew something was wrong and that's all you can do. Just keep in contact, be consistent, stay with that person. Encourage them to talk, but don't force them. Support, support, support. Like, what else can you say? Lend them hands on everyday tasks. Maybe be like, hey, can I cook you dinner? Or, hey, you want to go do this? Hey, can I watch your kids for the day? Can I do this? All these little things that you can do. around town can I get you gas whatever it is just be there for them that's what that's all you can do really for someone who's suffering from any mental health is just be there for them and and know I guess from someone who has dealt with it that in our heads you don't understand you will never understand maybe if I've talked to you and you've been in my shoes maybe I'll think you've understood a bit but for Cody, I'm like, he has no idea what I'm feeling. No idea. And maybe he has. We've just never talked about it, which that's our communication issues. But in my head, he's never understood how I'm feeling in those moments because I don't know how to explain them. I feel like only if you've been in those shoes, you've dealt with depression, you've dealt with anxiety, you understand that. But I'm always happy to have him here to listen on those days of just the me days when he would get home. He would either sit with me and we would just lay around, watch TV. He would take Lucy and come upstairs. And those were the ways he supported me and he was there to listen um, and just be my support. And so I believe that is you just got to fight for your friends who need it. And maybe you'll understand with the closer of a friend how much you need to fight versus how 
little. But that's like the best advice I could give you for how to support a friend, which is hard because I should be able to say, what did I want for my friends? I didn't really want anything. I don't know. It's a hard topic. And like I said, I'm not a professional. And like I said, I I still have a lot to learn from this. So I'm going to stop this real quick. And then I'm going to, if there's an ad, we'll put it right here. But if not, I'll, I just want to end with a one last closing statement. All right. So my last recording didn't record. So I'm recording this on my phone in my car. So that's what the rain is. I just turned my windshield wipers off because I heard that. But anyways, I'm recording this real quick before I go to work. Because I just wanted to end today's podcast by saying mental health is a serious subject that is becoming more common or not really common, but I should say more public. And yet many of us are still hiding it in like the backs of our closets. Like we're trying not to show anyone this weakness we have. At least that's how I look at it. I have been hiding it for years and years and unless you're probably like really close with me you may have never known I have this secret buried um so I'm I'm excited though to have this new journey where I could share it with you guys as well as maybe learn from you like I said shoot me a message teach me what I'm doing wrong how I can benefit in other ways Or just shoot me a message if you need someone to listen or to learn from, how we can talk it out, relate, whatever you need. I'm here for you. I want to be that friend for you that will listen and talk with you about anything. So whether you're experiencing anxiety like going to the store by yourself, because that's me, or driving around, that's me as well. Another check for Sarah. Or just suffering from depression and finding it really hard to get out of bed during the day. Or just find that happiness in your life. Just know you're not alone. There's so many more of us out there in the world. And we're all still learning as we go. We don't know the perfect way to handle this. Really does anyone. I mean even specialists. I think they're still learning about this disease, disorder, whatever it's called every day. So we're still all learning. We're all learning together. And you're not alone. And remember that you did fight today to get out of bed. If you're still in bed but you're listening to this podcast, you're still fighting. You fought to listen to the podcast today. And you're winning. You're winning your day. And you're not alone. And there's people around you. Your support system are fighting for you as well. If you're like the Grey's Anatomy scenario where I talked about how Meredith said she didn't. She wasn't fighting her friends were fighting remember that you do have a support system around you and maybe you need to go find someone to talk with whether that be a doctor or a friend who's maybe been in these shoes or someone who hasn't been in these shoes but it's just a great year to listen go find your support and remember to love yourself because you are worth it have a great day guys